Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good noon. Good night. Good day. Good dawn. Good eventide. Good dusk. Good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. My name is Sean Connery. I'm one of the hosts of the show. With me today on the show, the other host, Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Good evening. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was uh, disappointed not to see you last night, I but know. I completely understand. Uh, we uh, we celebrated in your absence, and uh, it was uh, it was a very intimate gathering. But that's probably best during a nice. COVID surge. Yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And I, in fact, one of the people who showed up, actually two of the people who showed up of like five were people that I was very glad w- w- was there, were, were there. People I was oh, very glad. The rest you weren't glad. People were I was very glad were there. No, 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 no. I was glad everybody was there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. These fucking assholes. Uh, but. Uh, one of them has two little kids. And when he was leaving, you know, we went to, well, it was funny. We went to birds. We sat outside. Now birds, for those of people who don't know this, I'm sure everybody does know this birds is a bar next to UCB theater where I spent, you know, five or six nights a week for 15 years, like knew the bartenders went to ball games with them, whatever, but I haven't been there in three years. So right. they don't know who the fuck I am. There's nobody, nobody's there. I mean, the oh, managers wow. are there and the bouncer, but the bartenders and the waiters are all new. So they don't know who I am. So I was like, Oh yeah. Is it cool? If we, it was just a big kerfuffle to get what I wanted, which was to sit outside, even though, you know, it was like, well, you got to order food and you can't. And then, 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 and you know, Five years ago, I would have been like, this is what I want to do. And they would have been like, here's the red carpet, Mr. Conroy, right. you know, and now I'm just some fucking schmo. Uh, but anyway, we were out, we were out front and 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 I wanted to be outside the whole time because of all yeah. the shit that's going on. You I, know? I was picturing like, cause birds felt, can you hear me? Cause I can't hear me, but I, I can hear you. Okay. I think maybe I just have low volume. I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, And if people can't hear you, it doesn't, it's not a concern, really. No, it's not really the medium. Um, But I, I haven't been to birds in probably longer than three years, Mm -hmm. but I remember it as sort of like a. It's intimate. It's tight. A a packed, like kind of elbowing your way. It's poorly, it's poorly laid out. Yes. And so no matter how many people are there, even if there's only five people there, it feels crowded. So you have to somehow you're somehow yeah. in someone's way. Right. Anywhere you are. Right. Uh, so that's what I was picturing. But outside makes. So that's why I didn't want to be inside. Right. And I had to fight for that a couple of times because we were sitting at different tables. And then I was like taking my drink from just one order, table to another table and, you know, order of a basket. Of right. Finally, I was like, yeah, let's can we just get a platter of these and a thing of those? Get out. It was one of those things where I said, can we get a, yeah, we'll take the appetizer platter. What's on that? And the guy go, he, he was like chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, uh, p- fried pickles, jalapeno poppers, uh, French fries. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was, was like, great. Like $100. No, 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 no. But this is what happened. I go, <laughs> I, I go, great, great. That's perfect. We'll take one of those. And he goes, 
no, you can only have three. So then I had to like back up and go like, wait, what did you say? Like he didn't uh, make it clear that I was supposed right, to right, be right. deciding. Well, he was, but anyway. Uh, but that, this, I was going to say that is a very big selection. So that <laughs> <right. said> it. <laughs> but it was just a slight sampler, not a huge sampler. Uh, and we had to make decisions. And then it's like, well, okay, okay, I'll get those. Now, what kind of sauces do you want? Like, whatever, ketchup. <laughs> like, we're doing this so that we can sit here. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I had fried pickles dipped in ketchup. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this guy has two little kids. I mean, he, he, as he pointed out when he came in, he was like, I feel like you are might be the last person I had an outside meal with before this all started. Because we had met for lunch over at uh some restaurant in the valley literally in that period at the very beginning where Where it was was like like, are we supposed to do this should we we're supposed to bump elbows right we don't shake hands right now uh like you know march 2020 we didn't or yeah march 2020 we didn't know what was going on still don't still don't no (laughs) well exactly and so he now has had a second child during all of this. Oh my God. <laughs> By the way, this is hilarious. I should not say this, but it's too funny not to say it. Uh, his two kids' names are Oscar and Isaac. And he was like, <laughs> Did he, was he do like, that at first? No, no. But he was like, Yeah, I know. It just it feels like it's his time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh it's like He's, when I meet people who are named Michael Jackson who were born after Michael Jackson right. was famous. It's like, why would your parents do like what? Well, I it's mean, common, I will. They're both common names, but. I will say that when I was growing up, people would would confuse my name with the famous James Bond actor all the time. I'm sure I've said this before, but I said to my mother at one point, like, why, you know, you, what, what you, you named yeah. me, sh- like you named me almost exactly the same name <laughs> right. as this like famous movie star. My, my, my elementary school principal used to call me down to the office, which did not happen infrequently <laughs> by saying James Bond report to the office. No. Yes. And I said that to my mother and she goes, well, we just didn't think he would, we knew who he was, but we didn't think he'd be that big a deal. <laughs> we didn't believe in him. <laughs> and I looked it up. And when I was born, he was in the process of making his sixth James Bond movie. <laughs> it would be like, you know, it would be like uh, 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 saying, like, I'm going to name my kid Benedict Cumberbatch because there's only been four Doctor Strange movies by now. You know, he's not Doctor Oh, he is Dr. Strange. I thought you were saying Dr. Who. Never mind. I take it all back. Dr. No. Um, But this guy, anyway, he said, like, I really was hesitant to come because I pictured being inside this bar and I was afraid and blah, blah, blah. So I'm glad you kept it outside. So anyway, yeah, I get that, like, people are, like, not comfortable doing Mm -hmm. this, you know. Uh, But it was fun. It was fun. And it was nice to see the people that were there and eat a lot of appetizers <laughs> you didn't intend on eating <laughs> and what was funny by by a half an hour after we got there we were the only people sitting at the tables outside like there were 20 empty tables you right. know and yet it was still like oh and then the bill got all fucked up because we had been at this table and now we were at this table and you know it was a, it was a nightmare 
So anyway, happy birthday. Sounds Thank fun. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was fun. Um, and then here's the other thing I wanted to say. We've been talking a lot the last few episodes about facts and how we don't know facts. <laughs> no, we don't know like, the difference between <laughs> the truth. Well, there's a commercial that runs all the time on several of the of the news networks that I partake in. <laughs> and it hit me really hard this week because this is the way, let me just say, this is the way the commercial starts is, I don't know what the image is, but a announcer voice goes, fact, we all love video doorbells. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like they have a loose definition of fact. Well, so that's what I mean. Like, okay, sure. That's a fact. Then we can say whatever we want is a fact. Then there is no fact. I feel like no one loves video doorbells. Like, or if they do, it doesn't mean everybody does. But you know, like, even if they have it and it's useful to them, they like it. Look at love; it feels strong. <laughs> Honey, guess what I got you for your birthday? You're gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> and also, in their defense, maybe when he says we all love video doorbells. He is talking about the people who are making the commercial who work for the oh. video doorbell company. <laughs> a small sample size that is biased, yeah. but sure. It's, it's not we all love. It's like we no, all we, love we. video doorbells. <laughs> and it, that's a fact. But it just it's it, it. Yeah, it's so funny to me that they just go fact. We what? all love video doorbells. I'm dying. What is the next? statement <laughs> especially for go? filming porn pornographic <laughs> films no i don't know i don't know what is uh, it even advertising is it advertising video it's for doorbell? a security system yeah it's like some deal on hmm. it's like two guys who I, I can't even remember it's like guys who have a a real estate show and they're they're plugging a a, a video a security system and one of the components of the security system is a video, video doorbells. Yeah. Okay. Um, but well, I, I was it the way it was set up so intensely. I mm -hmm. thought it was going to be like fact. We all love video doorbells, but they're no right. good. Or like like fact. <laughs> we all love video doorbells, but they're killing us. <laughs> right. Or like it's not enough. Mm -hmm. You also need a video doormat. Or I don't right. know. A video doormat, just in case <laughs> anybody wants to see the tread of your sneakers. Uh, which, according to the Hardy Boys Detective Handbook, is the best very way to hide yeah, identify a way to track somebody down. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I, I that just made me feel better about the fact that we can about the fact <laughs> right. that we can say whatever we want as a fact because if that's a fact, then well, and I would say we go out of our way to do the opposite where we're like this i don't know what Not i'm a talking fact, about just to, yeah. just <laughs> like, a, like a, an idea that i sort of pieced together and i maybe misremember right like, like if we if we if we made that commercial it would be like supposition <laughs> right. some people might have strong feelings positively about video doorbells but do but, they even exist we don't know but it might be something else <laughs> <laughs> I did say to somebody today, I was, uh, I was I, explaining something and I, 
quoting somebody and I said, he said something to the effect of, and I was like, oh my God, what am I, Cassidy Hutchinson? Like that was everything she said when she testified in front of the January 6th committee. It was like, and then he said something to the effect of, because she had been clearly coached not to say, if they say this is exactly he what he and it said. Was like, I've yeah. never said didn't in 15 years or something. No, I said fact, we love video doorbells. <laughs> And also, here's another part of all of it is I don't have a video doorbell. I don't either. I mean, I don't have so, any intention of getting one. But if I did, do I know that I wouldn't love it? Maybe I oh, would. Yeah. Maybe we're on the outside looking in. It's like if you have. Oh, if you... But I would say it says we all. It doesn't say people who have them love them. Right. Uh, but. You could also argue that, like, we're going to talk about the doorbell commercial <laughs> that I have not seen for two. You and could a half also hours. argue that there's no way for somebody who has no experience of it to love it. Right. So the we to all, a, the we all implies opinion. that you're part of the group that's involved with the group that's involved with video doorbells. I don't know what that group is called. How do you feel about video doorbells? <laughs> I feel. I'm genuinely I, asking. I feel neutral. I don't care. I feel. Like, I don't like them. Why do you not like them? It feels like, I don't know, at the, at the risk of sounding just paranoid for the sake of paranoid, but like everything doesn't need to be on camera all the time. Like it, it feels 1984-ish. It feels, <laughs> I know we are on camera right now. I, I understand the irony, but I don't know if I need a camera pointed outside my house at all times. Like it feels like an invasion of privacy. I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it feels unnecessary. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, first of all, if we didn't have video doorbells, we would not have that <laughs> videotape of the family shooting With off fireworks in their front yard <laughs> where it turns into like a nuclear explosion in the middle Are of they it. Okay. Like, by <laughs> no. the way. I don't know, but there are so many videos like that, that we would not <laughs> right. have of like, right, right, of right. like a FedEx driver getting scared by somebody jumping right. out of the box. He's there to pick up or whatever. Um, I saw a really good one on TikTok. I think just yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. where um, like the caption was just like, I, I it doesn't matter. But um, it, though the caption was the funniest thing I've ever seen on my ring. Camera. Setting the bar high. Yeah. But and I was like, oh, okay. And then it's it's a couple, like a drunk couple, mm -hmm. walk up to the door. It's late at night. And then he's like, Do you have the keys? And she's like, No, why would I have the keys? And he's like, Don't you live here? And she's like, No. Like neither of them live there. And the person they just kind of <laughs> accidentally shoved each other in front of this place, thinking that one of them was taking the other one home. Who knows? Like I would love to know the context, but it was like, they both were so confused and they were like, we need to get out of here. We're at a stranger's house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I could see how that would happen though, because clearly, well, this is, I'll tell you what happened. They did not know each other before that night. Right. And they were about to hook up and they were like, is this on? Is it not on? I don't know. I think it is. Right. But I don't want to check in in case it's not. Right. I'm just going to play it out as long as Keep possible. Walking. Okay. I guess. 
All right. So this is on. We're going. We're going to go. We're going here. We're going. All right. This is where she. Okay. And then she's like, this is where he. All right. Uh, And they're stumbling and bumping into each other. So they're just kind of. And then all of a sudden, it's like they can't go any farther. And that's when they figured out that neither of them. But they were both so mad at each other. Both of them. But not once did either of them go, hey, let's go back to my place or, hey, let's go back to your place or (laughs) this is where we're going or anything. Improv mirror game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that as a date, kind of. Right. (laughs) And somehow stumbled into somebody else's. I mean, thank goodness they didn't have the keys because if they did and they had opened the door, you know, who knows what could have happened with the stand your ground laws and, you know, all that stuff. Everybody's allowed to open carry inside their house. It just goes on and on. Uh, So, you know, we always like to start the show with a segment that we call checking in. So let's start today with Amber. What's going on, Amber? Yeah, I. um, Before you even start, I just want to say. Because we talked about this briefly before we started recording. Oh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're like, you talk about what you want to well, talk I about. I forgot until I started saying it. And then do I was like, Oh, we should <laughs> do you live here? Um, so I got a text today uh-huh. from. I'm going to intern surprise intern drug dealer, Alex, mm-hmm. who is always like, well, anyway, he was excited because he was like, I can't even remember exactly what it said, but it, it basically he said, I'm always thrilled when I see how well Minions is doing, especially on social media, because I'm like, Amber is killing it on social media. <laughs> and I was like, great. So I texted Amber and I said, Alex is so excited that you're killing it on social media and you can take it from there yeah um minions is not a dreamworks production (laughs) (laughs) so you're not involved with their success not at all Um, we dreamworks we're always like the the child that is confused with a step behind yes but i also i understand the confusion in this instance oh you're saying confused with another company yeah like like they uh-huh. say like oh like pixar that's dreamworks or like right it, right it, right it, it, it's it's um we, i think oh, we oh you guys are dreamworks that's bugs bunny right <laughs> right exactly yeah. we struggle with uh brand identity like mm-hmm. after shrek it gets a little <laughs> fuzzy <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like was a while ago <laughs> no i mean um beyond shrek like like identifiers you know Mm. like disney you know all of the movies you kind of know that they're disney anyway dreamworks is like shrek boss baby trolls kung fu panda okay great (laughs) abominable right (laughs) a lot over the hedge the over the hedge fans online are insane insane over the hedge is this i finally watched it because i was like everyone's like this must be the most amazing movie and it's um it's a gary shamlin <laughs> um and he, 
they're like all small woodland creatures trying to get over a hedge to steal food from human beings. Uh-huh. That is the whole movie. And it's it's good. Like I, I don't want to I don't want to now I have not seen <laughs> over the hedge. <laughs> but somehow in my head, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. I probably I'm sure I'm wrong about this. Uh-huh. But that doesn't stop the fact that I'm going to say fact. Uh-huh. There is a Ben Folds song in Over the Hedge. Oh, it's the whole soundtrack is Ben Folds. The entire cast and wow, everything about it. I can't believe I it, knew that. Yeah. How did you know that? I have no like, idea. The cast is, is I'm, I'm just going to do this because. Pulling up the IMDb. Yes. Um, it's Bruce Willis, Steve Carell. Gary Shanling, Nick Nolte, Wanda Sykes, Thomas Hayden, Avril Lavigne. Um, B-listers, basically. It, William Shatner, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Allison So Jane. it's like a crazy, it's insane, insane like, group of people. It's insane. Like, yeah. when we were watching it, Jeff and I both kept being like... <laughs> <laughs> It feels like a fever dream. Like oh my god, like- is that Owl Lionel Barrymore? <laughs> yes. um, With John Wilkes Booth as the chipmunk. <laughs> right. It's it's exactly that. Um <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, it's good, it's fine, it's good, but Every single time I post anything, mm-hmm. there is at least one person, if not multiple people saying, over the heads to when? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, never. I like how it's also, it's like, <laughs> everything people say on social media is like a kidnap demand, you know? <laughs> it's not like, I really enjoyed the first one. Is there any chance we could see a second one? It's like, I will come to your house, murder your family, and piss on your grave if we don't get over the hedge, too. It's what um, would they call it? I guess it would be over the hedges, yeah, over the next hedge. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's interesting because it's Cut sort to of like- interior boardroom. <laughs> the team is brainstorming a name for the next sequel to Over the Hedge, <laughs> Over the Hedges, Over Another Hedge. <laughs> Well, Bob, I'm out of the box here, but under the hedge, what if they go under? <laughs> How about staying on the hedge? <laughs> what about trimming the hedge? Oh, hogging, <laughs> hogging the hedge, hogging the hedge. So much so, I I don't know why this is tickling me so much. So much though so that we had um for Easter, we did a post where we had wooden easter eggs painted in the theme of different dreamworks movie and and um i didn't go in but my boss took pictures of them at different places around dreamworks mm-hmm. and we did an over the hedge one just for like these mother trackers and um we put it in a hedge i think that was my idea <laughs> or on did a you, hedge how did you come up with that <laughs> well my favorite is we w- we in like meetings with our bosses we were like oh here's the the pictures we took and like can you guess what movie each are from and they guessed every single one except that one because nobody knows what that movie is and i was like the location is a clue and they were like forest Uh, (laughs) the autobiography of george bush (laughs) anyway um oh 
I understand the minions confusion specifically. Mm -hmm. right. uh, again, we have a lot of brand confusion. I guess that's on me. I need to fix that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, there's also confusion about who the social media director is. So, but um, minions is illumination, which is a part of NBC Universal, and DreamWorks is a part. Also, of NBC a large Universal. conspiracy that controls the world. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um so like we're cousins like it's the same parent company but it's not us got it so, so that's where alex is like oh universal great dreamworks mm -hmm. great right doesn't realize that this is actually an illuminati property right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's part of taking over the world uh but why don't you just do something like that I'll do this ahead of time. So there's been a big, um, the the gentle minions is what it's called. So I don't even phenomenon. know what that is. Can you explain that just because I can explain it as much as I fully understand it. Cause a yeah. lot, a lot of things, especially online are like, they just happen. And when yeah, you're like, you but can't pin it down. Yeah. And so when you like, but what, like you try to get to the right. bottom of it and it's like, the hole is deeper like right, right. <laughs> but, because uh, they're being ironic <laughs> about this other thing that right. happened the last time they did the same thing exactly yeah yeah um but i think from what i glean in my uh -huh. extensive research is that somebody posted a picture of like like a badass movie poster or 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 like it might have even been bts in suits uh -huh. Like it was like a group of them, like looking really suave and it said on the way to see minions. Okay. Okay. This is how it started. So they put, let me, let me, <clears throat> sorry. It was not a movie poster. It was a it photo was like, of people in suits. Right. If it was a movie poster, it was for a non minions movie post. Like it was. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I see. Like it was, it was like, got it. So the poster was people in suits. The joke was these people in suits are on their way to see yes. minions. Yes. yes. Now it's all becoming very clear. It would, again, no facts involved. It would help if I knew what the image yeah. was or what it was from. Fact. We all love people in suits and minions. So somebody, and that became a meme and people would post different, like famous images on the way to minions but then the thinker that one would be great as on the way to see minions <laughs> well, like he's just sitting there it's like this not on the way <laughs> is that the irony it's like double yeah. triple no, irony yeah. right. okay but or he's then, waiting for the bus he's going to take the bus but then it be it got picked up by young people <laughs> i sound like such a grandmother <laughs> it's so funny to talk about stuff like this because um we have an intern now who's you know 20 and we're like so is this what it means <laughs> like you truly need like translation but um so a bunch of young people got dressed up in suits and went and saw minions opening weekend and then took pictures of themselves doing that and so that inspired other people to do it. Anyway, Minions did great in the box office with young men, 18 to 24, which never, never, never happens for an animated movie. Like mm -hmm. it's kids, it's families. It's, it's not like 
the 18 to 24 year old males is not their demo. It's not their quadrant. That's not who they're. Yeah. And so, and then, um, so the movie theaters were just filled with these like young men dressed to the nines watching minions, which Mm -hmm. I think is so cute and so wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a wholesome prank. Right. I'm I'm into it, but I guess some of them got rowdy and started like throwing three of them and... shit on the floor while they were there. <laughs> right? Well, and so they started like some movie theaters said you weren't allowed in if you were wearing no gang colors, yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. It's like you need to look shittier. <laughs> like you look too dignified. No cargo pants, no hoodies, <laughs> and no suits. Um. So it's it's like really been a big thing. Mm-hmm. And because of that, this is this is what you were referring to at the beginning. Right. I, I um well no 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 before we even get to that, you're okay. saying like, and I think it's, this is why Alex was ref- referring to it. Yeah, like it's all over social media and people are like, oh, the minions, minions, and they call it what gentle minions. Is that the yeah, hashtag gentle minions? Right, right. Because okay. it's like they're gentlemen, but they're gentlemen. So it's like a weird <laughs> <laughs> got it. Um, so it's a weird, uh, this is hilarious that we're just like explaining. (laughs) Well, I find it really interesting because I don't really know how this stuff works, but it's like an unintentional thing that happened. That's causing the movie itself Mm -hmm. to do really well. So whoever was the voice of the minion, I think it was like Nick Nolte or Bruce Willis or whoever was the voice of it. Barack Obama. (laughs) Sitting at home counting piles of cash because of this gentle minions thing. Right. Well, and so here's another part of it. Oh my God. I cannot believe we're talking. We're going. So. um, Fact. Morbius. Is that how you say it? The, The Jared Leto one. More Morbius. I think it's Morbius. Yeah, yeah. Um, that also was a meme where people would say it's Morbin time. <laughs> so they were trying to get it to go. No, 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 no. It was I this is where like the irony online is paper thin. Yeah. And it's Morbin time and gentle minions is the lie. Because people were ironically saying it's Morbin time. And they said it so much and it became trending and a hashtag. And and like people were constantly talking about it. That the movie studio that produced Morbius was like, people fucking love this movie. We got to re-release it. And they did. And no one went. (laughs) On the other hand, Gentle Minions they are ironically doing it, but they're doing it. So right. it's like. So they're actually going to see it. Right. <clears throat> Has anybody tried to do hashtag gentle Morbians? <laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm sure. But all of this said is. Um, and I, I get it because they're it. It produced a successful movie. <laughs> but now our executives are like. We got to do that for our next movie. Like, <laughs> like, do what? Like, accidentally have young people make a meme out of it? Like, right. It immediately, well, of course, it immediately makes me think because I feel like the same thing happened with the guy on the skateboard the with the juice. juice. Yeah. <laughs> like you well, said, they were having a meeting then going, like, 
we got to do, do this. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I keep having to say this in meetings and I actually just said it today to a new assistant. <laughs> I was like crying, laughing at lunch because I had to explain it to Jeff. The one nice thing about Jeff and I having very similar jobs mm-hmm. is when something like that happens, I can be like, Hey, this happened. And he immediately understands. And we're both laughing without <laughs> context like we're doing right now. Now tell me, what is this relationship you have with Jeff? He's my husband. And Just, that happens when no. <laughs> gentle husband, <laughs> um, <laughs> gentle husband, but he's my gentle husband. But, mm-hmm. um, so today an assistant reached out to me and was like, Hey, <laughs> shouldn't be saying any of this, but I'm going to was like, Hey, um, this like dance video of, um, can't stop the beat from trolls one of all the employees dancing around the dreamworks campus do you have any ideas on how to make it viral now (laughs) and i first was like i just laughed i was like lol this was all text but i was like that's the classic that's like the joke note you get in social media is like make it viral like we have any control over that if we did wouldn't we make everything viral all the time and be very successful anyway like we just choose not to we're very like "Mm, i don't mm." anyway so doesn't seem like a good idea to me but okay (laughs) so a don't know b um why (laughs) why do you want to make a well, that- <laughs> in case we want to do it's trolling time and re-release right. trolls. Well, she was like, and I was like, honestly, I I like I'm just want to dig a little bit deeper. Like, what why? Truly, why do you what is the intention? And then maybe I could help you with the intention. What um, are you actually trying to do by going yes. viral with this? <clears throat> and she's like, Well, I pitched making some new videos like that. And my boss said I could once I get that one to go viral. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand your boss was saying no? I was screaming laughing. (laughs) And and I said, honestly, to the point that we are making right now is, and maybe I shouldn't give away all my professional secrets. I don't have any. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, but it looks too good. I think the odds of that six-year-old video promoting a movie that has already had a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I know th- I know this is very funny to you, but I'm an assistant, okay? I'm just trying to do what my boss told me to do. I know. I said it all nicely. I, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. I get it. You're laughing. <laughs> Your gentle husband is there. He's laughing too. He has a similar job. You guys get to make a joke out of my fucking life. But what I said is the odds of it at all getting virally picked up go up. It looks too good. It looks produced. It looks like a marketing video. Like the odds of it going viral go way up if it just seems like coworkers who spontaneously did something Mm -hmm. and, and, um, not that you don't want to make beautiful things, but like people are savvy and they smell a marketing stunt. They smell a production crew and they want things to have like a sense of 
authenticity. So that's my marketing lesson for the day. But 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 that is the trick is like how do you make something authentic but you still are a a, a marketing team that are marketing something. If you I, figure it out let me know I will be very successful. <laughs> well, what's funny also, I mean it's not funny, it's fucking terrifying is this is exactly the same problem that confronted Donald Trump mm. after he lost the election of 2020. How do I come up with a way to get this idea to go viral? He did it. <laughs> that's based in nothing that has no substance. Uh. And convince people to get on board and get them to commit violent crimes based on my, I, how do I do that? Right. He's a, he's a, you know, you want to take a, you want to take a page out of his marketing book if you want to sell stuff. Truly, you know? truly. But I don't but. know if he has my target demo <laughs> no 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 but i think you know if you use the same money's 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 yeah, money <laughs> and also the same steps like it's about the process not necessarily the uh, target audience you know um, are you telling although me you know 18 to 24 year old males you know, are that in seems, that yeah maybe yeah. they're all ooh. um are you telling me to go to trump university <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah you can get a degree from Trump University and come back to Universal and Illuminati or what? I don't know the name of the place you are. <laughs> There's no way to know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but all of that said, that wasn't even my checking in. Oh, okay. What's your checking in? It, it's funny. I have a very DreamWorks. Episode. DreamWorks makes the theme works. Yeah. So um, today, Kung Fu Panda, the Dragon Knight launched on Netflix. Mm -hmm. check it out now streaming um but my checking in is on saturday there was a premiere event that i got to work had to work <laughs> got to work <laughs> um but um it it was really produced by netflix not us but uh, i i got to be there as part of the press line and i got to interview all of the talent like a junket yeah, well, like not a junket, like a red carpet. Because mm -hmm. a junket, you kind of like sit and and spend time with them. Right, this, right, right. They literally are like walking a red carpet and and they did all. Who, wearing? Who are you wearing? <laughs> well, they did things like I was like, oh, that's how that works. Is um when it was, ooh, I maybe I shouldn't be telling any of this, <laughs> but um, like when it was like an influencer or somebody that maybe wasn't recognizable by face firsthand um somebody walked the carpet ahead of time with a sign that said her name so like all everyone knew like oh if i needed to get content with that person that is who that person is and i was mm -hmm. and i was like and they just st stood there and got their picture taken and i don't know it was it whereas was us fucking idiots at home think everybody knows who that person is exactly when in fact that's not true there's no way yeah. There's no way. Um, <clears throat> and that's like the job of publicists and right. all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I got to interview the cast. I, I interviewed Jack Black. I got to meet him. It was very, very brief. It was. Was he date. just a total egotist, arrogant asshole? No, he was such a sweet, 
sweetheart. Um, but it was. I was just talking about him today at lunch. Really? What'd you say? <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll get to that in a moment. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, it was. I keep saying it was a Netflix produced event because our DreamWorks PR team was like, "I'm not. We're not taking." the fall for this one if it doesn't work out because it was outdoor which was great covid compliant all that good stuff and it was like a they we screened the first two episodes and it was like a family film event and Mm -hmm. super fun there was popcorn face painting all that where was it it was right outside the autry museum in griffith park okay um, and like that would be a perfect summer evening experience. This was at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hot. It was, it was a nice hot, and warm, hot, yeah. Hot day yeah. in the direct sun. Um, so yeah, it was a hot one. The everyone was a trooper, but um Jack Black got there, and of course. <clears throat> we had like an order of the press and we were second. And so I was like, Oh great. We're going to get to him. He's not going to be tired. It's going to be perfect, but it's Jack black. And I'm like polite. And like, I'll wait my turn. People were like sharks yeah. and, and like getting his attention. So, and he's Jack black and he, he's, he is exactly what you picture. Like he was like doing Kung Fu moves and like mm-hmm. filled with energy and, and like, rock and roll dancing and mr black mr black amber kenny from uh <laughs> not from illuminati from a different animation dreamworks right. uh, why does your name rhyme <laughs> but so he was doing all of this like putting on a show he broke a board like like kung fu mm-hmm. he was posing with a guy in the po character costume that guy poor that guy like (laughs) we were hot (laughs) but um so like all of this was going on and i was just like i I think that i'm next to talk to you sir you know like (laughs) excuse me i dreamworks DreamWorks. (laughs) and and, um his assistant or publicist or wife like unclear i don't know but a, a human person that was working with him and sort of handling him she I think noticed like how nice I was. And she's like, we're going to come back to you. We're definitely coming back. Like, don't (laughs) worry. Like she like assured me millions of times. And I was like, okay. And so he, he, they did come back to me. I had a list of questions to ask him and like social games to play. He answered the first one and was like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh... so He gave it his all, but you only have so much. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was really What was fun. the question you asked him? Oh my god. What is your favorite Kung Fu Panda franchise memory? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> there was mean, a lot to it. He's been playing the character for like over 10 years, I think. Wow. But um nice, nice gig if you can get it. Mm-hmm. That was another funny thing. I don't know if it made it. It it was in an interview, not with me, but we're all pretty close. We could hear each other. Mm-hmm. And um, he's an executive producer on the show. So they're like, what is it like executive producing the show? Like, 
Tell us all about it. They just put my name on a sign that says executive producer, basically. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a good agent. I didn't yeah. do shit. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that more and more in stuff that I see now on like, particularly I think on streaming services is that anybody who is a lead actor is also an executive who, producer. Who's like a name. Yeah. Who's a name is also an yeah. executive producer. And I, yeah, hundred percent. They don't have, they do. It doesn't do anything except boost their status and their right paycheck, you know? Right. Uh, which is great. Good for yeah. them. Um, but yeah, I really, it was a lot of fun. I didn't know if I was going to be nervous or awkward or uncomfortable, but like, I really, hello, but, and I gotta say, um, the kids got it, but like to see so many generations of people responded because they were like little, little kids who were excited to see him. And, you know, normal age people. Right. <laughs> and, and, like, wh- what I mean is, like, there, there aren't a lot of people that are famous in a way that even, like, Gen Z and beyond can like recognize and respond to in that well way. yeah and you might be right you might be it might be about recognition but i think there's also an element in some i'm just going to say performers not movie stars um because i think there is a difference i think there's an element in some performers that's just a per like an incredible personal charisma and electricity yeah. that they have in a live situation and it also comes across on screen where you're just like, holy shit, I would watch this person do anything. Yeah. You know? Um, And you can be really funny or really talented or a good actor or whatever, and not be at that. Like have that. I just, I feel like people like Jack Black vibrate at a different level from the Mm -hmm. rest of humanity. There's a connection to the universe and a connection to all of us that they have. And I, and I'm trying to think of like who else I've seen like that. I would say Amy Poehler is somebody like that. Uh, Andy Daly is somebody like that. Um, Prince. I know it's like not on the comedy level, but seriously. Yeah. 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 Of course. And, and, and in a whole different way. Right. Um, But but in a way that like he comes on stage and you're like, I, right. Like I can't look away, but like with Jack black, I don't know if you remember the movie. It was a John Cusack movie where he high fidelity. Yeah. My boyfriend at the time was obsessed with it. I'm very familiar, right. which is hilarious because it's a breakup movie. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, did, you, Do you get you, it? You <laughs> he's one of your top five breakups, right? Um, but, uh, but anyway, in that movie, like Jack black, just, fucking blows right. everybody has, in the movie like away two scenes like he's yeah like a tiny part yeah it, it, i just remember seeing it being like holy shit well, you know there's a movie not to like one of you but there's a movie called like airborne or something like that it's like a roller no, you're blade. thinking of a virus <laughs> it's like a rollerblade like silly teenage movie mm-hmm. in the like early 90s it's like a super Schindler's list high school. Like it's like the, the same trope as the 
as all of them. Like there's a new kid in school. He's a dork. And then mm-hmm. he's cool because he does something when the the popular kids hate him. Blah, 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 blah. But, he has rollerblades. Nobody's ever seen those before. Right. Something, Yeah, something like that. But Jack Black, again, he's an even smaller part than High Fidelity. He's like mm-hmm. the bad guy's like henchman, you know, like. You know how there's always like two guys that oh, stand. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Kick his ass, Frankie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, I have to say my disclaimer: not facts. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Like my I, my idea of the casting might be a little bit wrong, but I will say, like, you cannot take his eyes off. Take your eyes off him. He's such mm-hmm. like undeniably a star. It's right. so it's so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, no, I was, I was, I was talking about him today at lunch. Be- well, the, we had a whole long conversation because there was an article in the New York times today about Janine Garofalo, hmm. um, friend of the podcast. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we, we like per- made her perform a song. Didn't we? <laughs> holy shit. That's right. I cannot believe we had the gall. She did dog shoot. Did she I do? Think- I or snack it was, patrol it was, it was either, either it was one of those I'm it sure might have been snack patrol god what <laughs> fucking lunatics we are <laughs> yeah. well that's weird because i also this week just by coincidence because it came up in a conversation with some friends from college somebody was talking about yakov smirnov and i was like oh we had him on the podcast uh, once and, and i sent those guys guy. a link to the podcast so I listened to the podcast to make sure you're okay. It's insane. Like <laughs> the po- the episode is like an hour and 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 forty nine minutes long. Uh-huh. Yakov Smirnoff is in like the last thirty seconds of the episode. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> it's so crazy, and most of it is like Jamie talking about his relatively new shirt. And like what you're, you look like Little Red Riding Hood. Like it was, I couldn't believe it. I listened back and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, what is wrong with us? I just remember Yakov was so nice. Like he was, he, he really he was. was. Like, and he, I feel like he tweeted about me afterwards or something oh, really? in like a kind way of like, I don't know. I was just like, what, what is my life? It was, it, it was an insane, like, I just, I was like, what? Cause it was, Eddie was gone by then. So it was oh. just the three of us. <laughs> Why wouldn't we bring him? It was so crazy. It, it really was like, I was like, because clearly we had in mind, this is how the show works. And right. so and we, we made change. them sit there and listen. Yeah. They couldn't come. So later. You can hear him. You can hear him laughing in the background during the first like hour of the show. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So we made, I forgot. I got to find that because there's some, there's some clues. There's some breadcrumbs as, as to why we aren't the most successful podcast oh in the world. <laughs> That's insane. But anyway, so there's this really great article about Janine Garofalo. Uh, the thesis of which is basically Janine never sold out. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very Gen X. Well, that's exactly what it's all about yeah. is that she is the ultimate embodiment of mm-hmm. Gen X. Like that movie that she Reality did bites. with with Stiller and, you know, was all about do I sell out or do I not sell out? 
and people were mad at her for doing that movie because that's selling out. And then she went on, uh, they talk in the article about, she went on Letterman and she talked about how she felt like a sellout for doing the movie and she didn't want, and that like promoted the movie more. It was like, that like having a job is like bad. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so now, and so now it's all about selling out. Like social media is just about like doing whatever it takes right, right, right. to be an influencer, to be popular, to get views, follow the Gentle algorithm, Gentle minions, <laughs> Morby mommies, uh, whatever it takes. Uh, in fact, I wrote down uh, in the article, it says a thing that I really like because I felt, I found it like, it was really interesting. And obviously Janine has had an interesting career. And I feel like a success, maybe not. Well, exactly. Like she, she's done a bunch of stuff that was really high profile, but never, you know, I I don't know. I don't know exactly how to, how to phrase it, but it's like, she's not doing like stadiums right she's not i I was going to use the fucking what's their names the the guys i always think of when i think of stadium tours uh ron white and larry the cable guy like she's not flying around the country in her private jet that have like her catchphrase on them but and in the article this is why i say it was inspiring in the article the guy talks about seeing her in a just a room in Brooklyn with like 12 people in the audience. And she gets up and she's like, just trying some stuff out. And some of it's really great and whatever. And I was like, and talking about stand up as the only art form where you have complete control over every aspect of it. And that goes back to what I talked about with directly. No, no, no. With Lori Kilmartin, when I was talking with oh. her, where Lori, I ran into Lori. I mean, I've, again, told the story a million times. This is what happens when you get old. Like I did on my birthday yesterday. It's like, you tell the same stories over oh, and over again. You got old it. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And so you repeat yourself, but I saw Lori flying to New York and on a plane, she was on a plane. I, well, we were on the same plane. It was okay. flying to New York. Uh, she was just going for the weekend and she was going to just perform in a comedy festival there. And I just asked her, like, how are you able to have the energy when you go to Conan at 730 every morning to write monologue and whatever? And her point was stand up is where I feel like I have it's I can do exactly what I want when I want, where I want in the way I want. Not like in someone else's voice or what the sponsor or or what the notes you get from the network or the, you know. To not offend the guest that night. Right. And 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 so I I thought that was really interesting. And so this was kind of what this writer was saying about Janine is that she's out there. She's just like doing stand-up because that is who she is and that's what right. she loves and that's her thing. Um and like to your point about Jack Black being recognized by you know, Gen Z prime or whatever, <laughs> they wouldn't recognize Gene Garofalo. Right. You know? Right. Um, and th- so anyway, this is what he wrote. Only a fool thinks the funniest comics are the most popular or that deeply respected ones don't remain obscure. And that just resonated with me because I not, not that I'm comparing myself to Gene Garofalo in any way or any of those people like that or whatever. And maybe I deserve to remain obscure, but it's like, 
there's just no accounting for how you get to be Larry the Cable Guy versus Janine Garofalo in a room full of 12 people in Brooklyn at right. 9.30 on a Tuesday night doing jokes for the third time that maybe you'll never do again, you know? Right. Um, so it was an interesting article and really, because the reason I first became aware of it was my friends were writing about it in a, you know, text thread we have, like, did you see this article, whatever, whatever. None of them are com- comedians, they're just all, you know, college friends. And I was kind of saying like, Janine was really a prime mover, a major force behind the alternative comedy movement oh, totally. that got me into doing stand-up in the late nineties. And, you know, of course I, then I read the article and that's exactly what it was all about, you know? Um, but anyway, that led to a discussion of some other comics and whatever. And we were talking about uh, who was nice and who was not nice. And mm. I was talking about Jack Black because one thing nice. I've, well, one thing I've always been <laughs> conscious of in comedy that I think people don't necessarily understand is there are comedians who are very successful and very well known, and they don't really talk to you unless you're at their level or whatever mm-hmm. like their the status is very big in the comedy community um i'm sure it's big in a lot of those kind of things but i think particularly in comedy because a lot of the people who do comedy are people who never had status when they were younger mm-hmm. and that's why they became comedians you know they were the fucking weirdo in high school who didn't know which lunch table to sit at Maybe that was just me. And it's like the cycle of abuse. Like instead of being like, oh, I know what it feels like to be outsider. I'm not going to make other people feel that way. It's like, hey, hey, I'm in and you're out. Like not that overt, but. Right. Well, but not even I'm in and you. Yeah, you're right. It's not that overt. It's not even I'm in and you're out. It's just you don't exist. Like you're not there. I'm talking to people around you and you are not part of this conversation. Right because you don't have the same status as everybody else here. So I was talking about how in the early 2000s, when I was doing ASCAT every week in New York, and it was like, you know, the UCB themselves, people from Saturday Night Live, writers from Conan, like it was a bunch of big time heavy hitters. And I was not that. Uh, And so they made me very aware of that. You know, like not, not, it wasn't like, Hey, fuck you. Get out of here, pal. But it was like, nobody cared if I was there or not. You know what I mean? Uh, or like, and of course some of this is also projection, but it was real. It was real, you know? Um, so I just was talking about one particular show where a bunch of people from Saturday night live were there. Um, I don't remember all of them, but I just remember that Maya Rudolph was like right in the front row. And there were a couple of other SNL people just watching the show, not performing, just there to see the show. And, uh, and Jack Black was also there. (laughs) So the show ended, as I recall, I don't even remember anything about it, but I was like, Oh, that was a good show. That was fun. Whatever. 
And we all came off stage and all the SNL people just can't, this was at the old UCB theater on 22nd street. The SNL people all came backstage. So the backstage area was filled with like all these SNL people and Jack black and then, you know, and I just kind of ducked my, I was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here because people are just going to ignore me. And I don't want to feel that way. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather go to a dark bar. I want to enjoy the fact that I just had a good show. Yeah. I want to go to a dark bar and be ignored by everybody there. And, uh, So I just kind of ducked my head and started to walk out and Jack black stuck his arm out and blocked me from leaving the room and was like, Hey man, I just wanted you to know you were hilarious. That was amazing. I love that. And I was like, uh, like, so forever, you know, Oh, I love that. What a sweetie. Yeah. Um, it was very, very nice of him, you know, and not at all something that, a lot of people in that situation would do. So anyway, check out that article about Janine Groflo in the New York Times. Okay, I will. I actually really, really dug it. Um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And then we will be back with parting shots what more can we talk about we deconstructed all of marketing all of comedy all of doorbells (laughs) i'll see you soon right We are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. It's time for a segment on the show that we call uh, Parting Shots. Um, Before we even get into that, I was thinking about this while we were taking a break, and I feel like the stuff I was talking about as far as status in comedy is directly related to why Yakov Smirnoff only got to talk for 11 seconds when he was a guest on the show. And it's because when we started the show, obviously Eddie was here and all the high profile guests we were getting, we were getting because they knew Eddie through the clubs or whatever. And so I was very aware of that and aware of the fact that they would come in thinking that the two of them are just going to talk. Yeah, that it's Eddie's show and who are these other idiots and whatever. And I wanted to make sure they knew mm. that we were integral to the show. And that's what started the whole thing of like, you guys can wait to come oh, in for half an hour you're continuing the cycle of abuse no. <laughs> i'm continuing the cycle of abuse absolutely and then that just became the form of the show mm. so after eddie left we kept that going while we still had guests <laughs> that's how we ended up hearing for 20 minutes about jamie's roommates that was an that was an episode about roommates Okay. And Jamie told a story about his roommates who were Frank Jack and Vicky Flam. Like, technically, those are my roommates growing up. 
And it wasn't even about them. Well, I guess it was about them. It was a story about how he came up with a slogan for his elementary school or his mom came up with a slogan and he got the credit for it. And so he got a jacket out of it and then he lost the jacket. <laughs> We're recapping old shows now. I just don't That's want people to go show. back and because I know people will be like, oh, which he lost the jacket and then they screamed at him and took his toys away for a year. A year. This all feels like not facts. <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, we heard all about that. And then. Yeah, I got to off. I was like, I've had a roommate once. And we're like, we're out no, of no, time. No, even, even, no, no, no. Even better than that. Yaga Smirnov was like, <laughs> it was even better than that. Because he was like, I had a roommate once. His name was Andrew Dice Clay. And we were like, that's it. The show's over. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. The literal worst. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was. Uh, that was where we were then. The gall. Yeah. Uh, all right. So parting shots. Let's start today with Amber. Okay. I've got two. One, um, you watch better call Saul, right? I do indeed. And you've watched the most recent episode. I have indeed. Oh boy. I recommend if you, <laughs> it's good, but, um, I, after this is over, I want to talk to you about that for a second because I don't okay. want to spoil anything for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have a thing that I want to bring up that is specific. Okay. I want to say I don't think it's a spoiler. Go ahead. We'll we'll see. Maybe we have to edit, edit it out. But mm-hmm. the guy who plays Lalo mm-hmm. is so good. It's kind of like what we were talking about before with Jack Black. I mean, not he, he's not to that level, but like he's just like charismatic in a way that you believe that he it, he's almost superhuman the character they wrote for him like he like oh totally he, he like, is superhuman he, like, i mean think about that shot last single- season <laughs> there's the shot last season where i think it was last season maybe it was even the season before that but it, it really is the season it, it, it's the shot where i go oh they are purposely making him an like, undefeatable superhero because right. it's where um Saul is dropping or I can't, I guess he's picking up money from some people down in Mexico and he drives down. He's not even really Saul yet. He's still just Jimmy McGill. Right. And he drives down to pick up this money. There's like a, there's a well that he has to go to. Uh And and Lalo is like, don't worry, you'll find it. And he's just like laughing. Uh, But he picks up the money and then on his way back, he gets bushwhacked by a bunch of dudes who are going to kill him and take the money. And then Mike, this is all spoilers for people who didn't see right. last season, but fuck those <laughs> or, or the season before I'm clear. Yeah. Mike, you know, shoots them all with a sniper rifle, except for one who's driving around. And then Jimmy, there's a whole thing. And then they walk through the desert and right. on a horse with no and name like and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Lalo comes back and he's like, they've, they've figured out how to hide that this happened. Mike, you know, Mike is so good at like anticipating the criminal mind and, you know, whatever. And he rolls the car off the cliff onto the, into a gully. And the shot where I'm like, oh, they're purposely making a superhero is Lalo goes, let's drive around. No, just drive around. I want to find out what's going on. And they're driving back and forth. And then they stop because they see the car down at the bottom of the gully. And it's it's like 
he's they frame the shot there's the cinematography on that show is so amazing so but they frame the shot where he's standing up at the top of the gully and he jumps down onto the car and it's like 25 feet down right. and he's like fucking spider-man like it's not a problem for him he just jumps right. down right. looks around whatever and and that's where i was like oh and then of course there's the thing where they send an army of murderers to his house <laughs> and, and, and he just kills all of them fine. and gets away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say the actor and the charisma he has, mm-hmm. like I, you believe it. Like there's something about this guy that it's like, yeah, he, he's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying because uh, he does not. Nothing affects him. He like, doesn't, he doesn't, uh, Right. Nothing affects him. I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like he doesn't follow the rules of society. Like he, yeah, he does whatever yeah. he wants and doesn't worry about whether they're going to be re- repercussions for it. So there are no repercussions. Right. You know, right. right. Um, really, really interesting character. And also, you know, I know that guy's done other stuff, but it's just fascinating to yeah. me when somebody like that gets the right part and yeah. they're so good in it. And you're like, think about how many fucking people are out there. Mm trying so hard to do something and just never getting that specific thing because he'll do a bunch of stuff now you know yeah 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 well but what i was thinking because i that character's so great and so Mm -hmm. watchable is that like let's just make a spin-off again now it's lalo's show Uh uh-huh and better not call lalo (laughs) well it would be hilarious to keep having the same cast age mm-hmm. and play, backwards and but be playing younger and younger versions right, right. of themselves. Better call Lalo. <laughs> and they're like teenagers. I don't know. <laughs> it is weird because I watched it's funny. I you know Breaking Bad was on all weekend because they were leading up to the season premiere. And I watched like 10 minutes of an episode. And you know, it's 15 years ago. So yeah. Jonathan Banks looks way younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's supposed to be way younger in this show. It's like Uh, a weird, it's definitely a weird thing. Getting close to like the timeline, like matching up or ish, right? Well, supposedly, uh, Uh, yeah. Walt and Jesse (laughs) are going to show up. So they're going to look like garbage. It's going (laughs) to be so funny. (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah, that is funny. Um, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the thought I had. And then the other thing, it was um, ever since I had COVID, at the risk of sounding like Gwyneth Paltrow and goop and, and, and junk science, because it might be junk science. I'm not saying these are facts. But I'm like hyper aware of not adding additional inflammation to my body because mm-hmm. it feels like that is part of what goes wrong is all inflammation. The, yeah. Um, and like because so I'm not like I was working out really hard. It's funny. We were sort of talking about this last week. You were because I had about. fucked up my back. Yeah. yeah. But I had been doing a lot of like intense, like sweaty cardio and weightlifting and stuff like that. And I've kind of let that go. I, I'm going for long walks and I'm doing like 
yoga and stretching. Um, and so far so good. Like I, I like it. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a point to that, but it's just, it's interesting to be aware. And, and like, I'm full of shit. I still drink a beer like it. And that's inflammation right there. Right. But, um, I am, I'm at least aware of it. You're talking about the IPA is called inflammation. (laughs) No, I mean, it, it makes your body inflamed. Um, but like I'm taking turmeric, I'm trying to like eat more fruits and vegetables that are Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't hurt. I, I feel like even if I didn't have COVID, avoiding inflammation is probably a good thing. <laughs> can't hurt. You hear what happened to Amber? Too many bananas. <laughs> she didn't have enough inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> she was flammated. So, yeah, I guess those are my, my parting shots. Lalo spinoff. Inflammation. <laughs> Better Kahlo Lalo. <laughs> um, okay. Well, my parting shot, I mean, I, I have so much to talk about, but I feel like I don't want to do it right now. Okay. Uh, well, I, I had, I had a lot to say about social media and right-wing media and all that mm. stuff because I did get scolded for watching right-wing media recently. But if you watched the most recent episode of, um, Better Call Saul, no, of the January 6th committee <laughs> hearings. The latest uh, episode. <laughs> but if you watch the latest hearing, there was a guy who testified, and that was his problem, was that he was brainwashed by right-wing media. You know? he, well, he, he yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but, I, but I guess I'm like saying, this like. This is not a revelation. <laughs> Well, but I think people are just saying, like, why would you watch that? It's just so upsetting. It's not why pay attention to it. But like the fact that we are not paying attention to it, that we are not Mm. paying enough attention to it is allowing it to propagate and have such Mm. a huge influence on people. And it's getting darker and darker and darker and weirder and more fucked up. And that was all the shit that I was thinking about that I don't want to get into now. Um, Uh, Well, okay, I want to know. Can you give us a taste of the darker? It's a hint. It's a little niblet. Well, okay. You asked for it. <laughs> Hello, can of worms. Hello, can opener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've heard about this thing over the last few days where President Biden talked about a 10-year-old girl who was yes. raped. Okay, yeah, this is pretty dark. Okay, I, I asked for it. I'm so sorry. She became pregnant in Ohio, where she was not allowed to have an abortion. So they took her to Indiana, where she got an abortion. President Biden talked about it. The attorney general of Ohio came out with a statement that said, we have found no evidence of this person, so we don't think this is true. Right-wing media picked that up and ran with it. Tucker Carlson and the Washington Examiner and whoever, you know, the websites and whatever. Right. Biden's a liar. He's a liar. He's lying. The Wall Street Journal published an op-ed that said some it was the title was something like an abortion story that was too good to be true. Uh, which is like 
What is wrong Bizarre. with that? Yeah. Cut to a couple of days later. Yeah, I, I have heard this. They arrested the rapist who impregnated this 10-year-old girl. Now, she just turned 10, so the theory is that she was actually raped when she was nine. It's a good theory. Pregnant. Uh, they arrested this guy. And so instead of the story being, oops. Right. Our bad. Our bad. Mm-hmm. We screwed up. They actually, There actually was this guy. The story became this guy is an illegal immigrant. This is Biden's fault. What? The he logic- would not be here. He would not be here had he not been allowed to stay in the country the way we're trying to say he should not be allowed to stay in the country. So that's one part of it. My understanding is that the most recent iteration of that part of the story is not only that this guy is an illegal immigrant, but Guess what? So is the girl. Yep. She came here when she was three, and she's been living here for seven years illegally. And she's had it too good for too long. Well, I think the, like, just saying that. Means just like. Just saying that. Uh-huh. There's so much implied like behind di- that. dismissing. Who cares? Right. Not our problem. She's not an illegal a, immigrant. Not a real person. Correct. And that is so fucking dark. It's gross. Now, here's another part of it. The great representative from the state of Ohio, Jim Jordan, came out with a tweet about what a liar Biden was. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's a liar. That's, of course, what we expected, but he's lying about this story. Then the truth came out. This guy was arrested. Jordan did the right thing. Just deleted the tweet, pretended it never happened. Took no responsibility for it. Right. Today, I saw the great, (laughs) what I call... Alex and I used to have a joke because I would call Manu Raju, who's a reporter on CNN. I call him cub reporter Manu Raju just because he has such a like sincere manner when he like, he's like, do you have any comment about the fact that you like, he's just so, (laughs) so I would always be like, "Uh Oh, looks like cub reporter Manu Raju is on the scene, (laughs) but he's great because he really goes after people. So today he went up to Jim Jordan and he was like, do you have any, thing to say about your tweet and jordan said i was just responding to media reports so it's the media's fault that they got this story wrong and i oh my god so anyway it 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 gets and this is the beginning of what's going to go on with the abortion stuff this is the beginning it only we've only just begun i did ask for it I'm sorry. sorry. Well, okay. So let's leave with this. This is all stuff that this is all stuff that is horrific and it's on Twitter and everybody can see it for themselves and whatever. But I guess I'm saying like, don't tell me not to pay attention to it because this shit is going to get worse and worse. Mm. And it's, it's leading it's, you know, already has, and will continue to lead to more violence and, it's just going, things are going badly. And that's, that said, 
I saw a joke on Twitter yesterday. I thought you were going to say I had a really good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a good sandwich. Well, the sandwich was okay. Uh, we we had a swarm lunch today, all my swarm friends, which is funny because imagine going out to lunch with a bunch of comedians who have been together for 30 years. And oh, the poor waitress. Yes. <laughs> Not easy, not easy. Bits upon bits upon bits. Well, bits, but also like old men being like, no, no, no. I said no avocado. (laughs) (laughs) Or not even that. Literally, this was a thing today. Somebody brought the sandwich out and the person whose sandwich it was, was like, there's avocado on this. Like not even like. I asked for no avocado and, you know, and, and it wasn't the server who brought it out. It was somebody else. And they were like, like it's a BLT with avocado. That's what you ordered. <laughs> like the sandwich was listed as BLTA and he said no avocado. So he's like, there's avocado on this. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, so anyway, these poor people had to deal with us. So I did have a good sandwich, but anyway, the joke, <laughs> I did have a good sandwich. the joke from yesterday that really made me laugh. And it's such a comedy joke because it's like a tired trope. And I wish I could give credit where credit is due. It's not my joke. It's somebody on Twitter. I don't know who it was. It wasn't a comedian. It was like a writer of some sort. And it just, it just said, I just, let me see if I can get it right. I just flew in from the mutation lab and boy, are my arms legs. <laughs> <laughs> and that really made me laugh. So that's my parting shot. That's it. I love it. I love it. I think we should end on a an high-ish, note. Yeah, high-ish yeah. An up note. note. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. Folks, this has been the long shot. Please <laughs> smash that like and reply. Hit reply, reply to us, follow us on Twitter, the long shot podcast at the long shot podcast.net. Hashtag gentle low show po. Gentle low show po. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. Put on a suit and listen to a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So one more thing before we go. I have started watching Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really made me laugh in the first episode when they show Steve Martin and Martin short and Selena Gomez. Thank you. We always um, call, in this house, we always call her selfie Gomez. And I don't know how that started. I think someone misspoke once uh-huh. and now she will forever be selfie Gomez. So I'm proud like of myself it. for saying it correctly. <laughs> You're proud of your selfie. Yeah. Um, but a new episode of the podcast drops. Uh-huh. And they all like it, separately in their apartments, like fluff up a pillow and put it on the couch <laughs> and like pour themselves a glass of wine and turn on the computer to hear the new episode of the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, who listens to a podcast no, you're as like, like a thing? You're you know? like doing the dishes, you're driving. Right, right, right. Yeah. So anyway, please send us. We're, we're having a contest. It we starts did today. This already. We did this contest. And we made fun of Jamie for it. Uh, folks, this has been a long shot. Hit like and reply. Bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>